Welcome to CTO Think, a podcast about leadership, product development, and tech decisions between two recovering chief technology officers. Here are your hosts, Don Vandemark and Randy Burgess. Hey, Randy, what are you doing this week? Let's see. Um, the usual React, React Native Firebase work. Mm, been talking to a lot of different like I've had, I've had people reach out to me about teaching and creating content around teaching. I guess it's August, so maybe the fall is triggering a lot of those kind of needs. Um, as companies probably start investing education dollars after the summer as well. Mm-hmm. I also took a um, somewhat of a. Uh, part-time CTO position with a startup that I'll probably talk about more in the future, but they have spent like the last two years bootstrapping an application. They are about to launch with some new clients and they, you know, needed to have some technical expertise for bigger decisions as well as kind of someone on call, like uh, sales calls at times to be able to talk at a technical level. So I, you know, the fractional CTO role, we're going to go ahead and attempt to do that. The other one, I I had a fractional CTO role I started in the spring, but I don't know if funding kind of affected them. Um, When I've reached out, they were still trying to get funding and they were holding off on any type of time investment on my part. So sure. well, not, like fractional CTOs are kind of a loose commitment both ways. So I guess you just kind of play it by ear and see where the needs are, which is fine. It's more affordable to them when they don't need you to not spend money and it right. doesn't distract me much at all. Uh, so that's me. Uh, what's going on with you? Uh, trying to, so as you said, um, schools, uh, school funding loosens up a little in August, and, and we see that on the Aspire EDU side. Um, we have um, we have f- clients who will sign contracts just before the fiscal year ends because um, they find additional money that they didn't spend. Um, and then we have clients that sign right after the fiscal year starts. And there, a lot of fiscal years for, for a lot of schools are July to June. Um, so that we, we see a lot of contract activity in the summer. Um, and then, um, started a new podcast, um, on my own this time, instead of, uh, instead of co-hosting with you and was fighting through some of the things. So, um, just to, to bring everyone in on it, Randy does a lot of the back end stuff as far as managing the distribution of the podcast and all that. And I, I do the editing of the actual episodes. Um, so, so Randy's the one who set all this up originally. Um, so this is my first time through it and it's, I have to tell you, it's been a royal pain in my neck and I have <laughs> one company to blame and that is Apple. Uh, it's, it's, I don't think Apple users know how bad life is. If you're not an Apple user, 
Um, and that's not maybe we do. Maybe that's why we're Apple (laughs) users. (laughs) Yeah, you 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 just bowed to the whims of of (laughs) Apple then. Um, and that it's not me saying that. Um. Windows or Android is worse than Apple. That's a completely separate discussion. This is if you're not in the Apple ecosystem, you miss out on a lot. And a lot of the things you have to do are you either have to find an Apple device to do it on, or you have to do it some convoluted way. So, um, so I figured I'd bring that as, as a discussion point today. Um, which is as a tech executive and, and we'll talk about apps and, and maybe other things, how do you determine what to support, what platforms to support or what customers to support? Um, it, it's, it's very obvious. And you and I had, had some discussions about one of the plat, one of the apps that I was trying to work with. Yeah. Um, it, it was a very intentional choice of that um, creator to only support Apple and iOS. Um, so I actually had to go bum an iPad device off someone just to log, just just to log, create a login, so that I could say, "Here's my podcast. Please take it." I didn't want to listen to the podcast on their stupid platform. I wanted to make the podcast available to all their users. And yet I couldn't do that because I did not have an Apple device. And that, that was so, so backwards. So let's, um, I mean, I don't mind naming it. I mean, so the, the platform you're talking about is the most widely of the, of the ways that people listen to our podcasts. The, the one that has the most um, market share of our of devices using listening to our podcast is overcast that and is, is that is that in is that even over iTunes or is iTunes above that iTunes is has nothing to do I, iTunes is an indexing service iTunes ah, okay. list, uh, iTunes d- does nothing except they have been chosen as the de facto podcast library for people to validate whether your show is legit. That is changing. People are like, why are we depending on Apple to do this? And Apple took a long time to update anything. But the Overcast is strictly a or it's not strictly. It's all it has two things. One, it's acting as an index service of its own. But it's tied to iTunes. Like it does use iTunes to source its feeds. It is also a player. It is also a, a podcast manager for your device. If you have an, an iPhone, you can do, always use the Apple podcast app itself, as well as the dozen or so more that are out there now, Castro, uh, Breaker, whatever, um, you know, iHeart radio there's a tons uh, stitcher is another one but this overcast was built by marco arment who is one of the original indie developer slash podcasters that has a lot of listener share 
in the indie development space. People look to him like he's a rock star because he's living the life people want. He built Instapaper, um, that app, which is actually pertinent to this discussion. He um, sold that off. He then start. He did another app or something. He, he he's made enough money to live comfortably without working for a big company. But his history has always been working in the Mac space, and he unapologetically is happy to be there and doesn't want to work on other platforms and support other platforms. And support is the key word there because as much as it's a pain for you to feel left out as an Android user, there's a pain pain point on the other side of the technology leader who has to make a choice on what his team's going to support. So, sure. so basically he has said, that he doesn't see a tr- any tremendous value in supporting other platforms. And it goes into how much it costs him for support, how much time, if he has to hire people, mainly if he has to hire people, how much he has to code, um, how many code bases he has to work with, and the value that the return on investment that he gets if he expands. And he has said... I'm not doing it because there isn't the ROI isn't good enough on, in my view. Now there may be some other um, conditions for that, that I haven't read about his podcasts run like an hour and a half each. And they ramble way too much for me to, even if you speed it up, I'm like, I don't have this much time to listen to one person talk about the same things week to week. But, um, when I have listened to him, I've learned things. He's he's smart. He's been he's been there, done that, made mistakes, adjusted from them. He's had like three or four different pricing plans on Overcast alone. But Overcast is because he built it at a time when Apple was kind of giving podcasts short thrift. Um, Overcast is one of the most popular on the platform by in the terms of designs and features. That's been copied now by other competitors, but he's done a good job. So that's the story of the app that you're talking about and why you found yourself in that position. It's a strategic business decision on the part of the developer to not care, not necessarily to not support. It's just, he's not caring to invest his time and money in making your life easier outside of the Apple ecosphere. All right, so let's let let let's let's dig on this a little because there are parts of the argument I buy, and there are parts of the argument that are laziness, sheer laziness. And if it's not laziness, it's <laughs> stupidity. Okay, so very specific example of Overcast. Okay, they have a way for you to log in through the browser. You can enter your username and password in the browser and access it. Yep. Okay. They've already figured all that out. Okay. What they lacked was the ability to sign up in the browser. Okay. So I, I get what we, we will dive in for in a few minutes into the why do you support Apple versus Android in a minute. But this specific example, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. Okay. This is this is this is stubbornness. This is laziness. This is um, 
being blind to it. It's something, but there is zero valid business reason to not allow you to sign up on your, I, here's a problem. I'm going to tell you you're wrong, but I don't have the specific reason okay. why. At okay. some point in Overcast's early days, Apple gave him priority on something. Or Apple Apple reached out to him and said, we want you to use our user authentication system for the app. Or they ordered him to. I'm not sure what went down. There's a whole he had he had a whole podcast and blog post about why am I using Apple logins for authentication and um, user profile and all that stuff, and he had a he had a business reason for it. So, as much as it ticks you off, he has chosen to use Apple as his authentication source. And that's why. And it was a decision that came down in like year one of Overcast being launched. And my guess is it had to do with stuff that he was doing on the app that was more advanced. And Apple's like, no, you can't manage your users that way and maintain this feature you're doing. But I can't remember the specific reasoning. So it had a strategic business reason for making Apple IDs the core of his authentication like system. Okay. I'll go back to stupidity, laziness. <laughs> uh, I, it, it, I, I still don't buy it. I buy, he had a reason. Okay. I'm not going to buy. It was a good re- unless, unless it was Apple said here, here's 500,000, go do it, but use our, our authentication. Fine. Got it. I'll live but, with that. That's okay. A, that's a but, business decision. So let's flip it around. I mean, you are trying to say that your inconvenience is like whatever amount it costs for him to support all other authentication systems. Your inconvenience is worth that to him is what you're telling well, me. Well, well. What authentication system are you even talking about? I look at my account on the website and it literally has my email address. That is the only thing in my account. So when I went into the app on the, on the Apple device, I I signed up there and then I had to hunt for the place in the device that said, create a username and password for the website. Okay. So mm-hmm. there was, there was literally something separate that said, yes, you can access it through the website, but you have to do it through the, the iOS app. Okay. Uh-huh. All I'm saying is that, it, it, that there was nothing else there. That's my point. It's not like I open my account on the web and there's all my Apple ID stuff and my name and all that. It's literally my email address and my and I had to sign in with my password, neither of which came from Apple because I had to do it on the iOS device. My guess is if you were to go and talk to Marco about this, he would, while he was lounging in his recliner in the back of his palatial estate in California, sipping a Mai Tai, 
he would say, who are you, number one, and two, Windows or Linux what? Uh, Android okay. what? And then... No, 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 no. no, no but, but stop. Go back but to stop. Wait, wait. Exactly. So he doesn't care, and that's fine. I, that's where I get back to laziness, stupidity, stubbornness. It's that's... one of those three. And I, I, I refuse to get off that point because it is one of those three. Okay? Now, it... It's not just me, okay? Anyone trying to create a podcast, create a podcast and distribute it on the number one iOS platform literally cannot unless they get access to an iOS device. That's bad business, period. How, but I don't, I don't. Okay. If, if, if I make, let's say I make the next great podcast. Okay. Millions of users. How am I going to get it? If I decide I'm going to be stubborn because he was stubborn and I'm not going to put it on iOS, because, I'm not going to put it on Overcast because I don't have an iOS device and I refuse to touch an iOS device. The number one podcast will not be on Overcast, period. Well, I think tell, tell me that's a tell me that's a good business decision. I think Marco Arment is gambling that you aren't bringing that to the table. I, how, how could he you, even know? It, when you it, use it, a, it, when you use the terms it, like lazy, stupid, and I forget your third insult, stubborn, <laughs> stubborn, stubborn, you're you're basically making a judgment call on what his needs are. On any developer, if if you tell me that the someone not supporting whatever means you want to log in, no, that's not what I'm saying. But go on, and you use those three terms, you're just making a judgment call for them. When he's like, you know what, I can spend time with my kid, or I can build something for Don. No, 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 no. But I'm not asking him to build it for me. I'm asking him to build it for the majority of people. An assumption because that you're making. IOS, iOS is not the majority. It is the majority the, of his customer base. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Different statement, which we'll get to. But that's okay. not lazy or stupidity. Again, that's strategic. It's stubborn. Again, it's strategic. <laughs> there's a very line, there's a very fine line between strategic and stubborn, and we'll. I get think to Marco that. would say, you know what? All of the people producing million. Uh, listener podcast use Apple. To this point, so that's fine. You don't Why? know that you don't Until, know you don't know that that'll happen in the future. Well, I, it, yeah, but it, here's here's the thing: he doesn't need to adjust until that one firm producing million listener podcast shows up and goes, "Hey, we don't use Apple at all." We use Windows for, okay. for so, some reason. So, so, so let me let me step back again. Okay, <laughs> what are we talking about? I am not strategy. talking about no, 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 no. What specifically am I am I saying that he should have done? Okay, am I specifically saying he should have made the Overcast app available to Android, Windows, BlackBerry? That sort of device? No, that's not what I'm saying. You want to make a strategic decision and there are 
plenty of app developers that have made the strategic decision to only support iOS. Fine. I'll live. I don't care. I don't care to use your app. Okay. This is more about denying me access to the market. Okay. You've denied anyone without an iOS device access to that index, to that overcast index. I don't care to use overcast. It's probably a fine app, but you don't want to support it on Android. Fine. I won't use it. I got a, I got a podcast app I use that I love, but But you're denying me access. And that is what makes the insults come out. But okay. But he, I think, and you know, of course I'm going to put words in his mouth, but I think he's going to say, you did get access. You just had to work harder for it. And he's going to shrug his shoulders. I don't think it matters to him that it, what, what, what am I asking him to do? I'm asking him to provide a way to sign up on the website. I'm not asking for anything else but that. Just and a it, simple username, password, which he had to build in the iOS app. It's not, hey, come on, you're, 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 you are now fighting a straw man because you're making the argument that it was a strategic decision to not support the ability to create a user account on a website. Yes, that's, it takes that's not a, a little straw bit man. of support. That's not a straw man. It that's takes a little to... bit of support. It doesn't take a lot. You're you're making the assumption that I hate CEOs making and clients making for me. You're 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 saying that you know how easy it is for him to do something on his own code bases and his own system. I I I know generally what it's like to make a a simple username password registration system it's not trivial but it's not significant either so now, he he set up a system that worked for him mm-hmm. and he decided the cost of me and by your own word a non trivial change he's like i don't want to do it Guess what? He's perfectly allowed to. He's allowed to make that decision. But you can I'm call him names. <laughs> but I, I can think it's the stupidest thing in the world. Sure. Yeah. There are plenty of business decisions I completely disagree with that other people make. What I what I don't get is the defending of this business decision. So it, it's it again, I'm okay if you don't build the app for non-iOS devices. I get it. But to deny access to creators, that it, that is what rubs me wrong about a lot of things Apple-tainted, um, specifically Overcast. <laughs> okay, there, this, is, this is one example. It is certainly not the only example. I mean, Apple's not the the master of this approach. Microsoft locked people out of stuff for years before Apple ever did it. Apple didn't have the type uh, until now, until the last, until the iPhone came out. I Apple didn't App- have a lockdown on anything. Microsoft locked Lotus One Two Three out of producing spreadsheets once they created Excel. No. You could, there was tons of things you could not do on Microsoft without a Hotmail address for a while. Like they were all trying to capture eyeballs and user 
share. I never had a Hotmail address. All right. I did plenty. <laughs> like I did plenty. I'm not, I'm not going to convince you by any means that Apple isn't the worst. So that's cool. <laughs> so so let's go on to the to the to the to the rational side of why you would only build for Apple for iOS. Okay. Because I'll defend that with you. Okay. We can go sit on the same side of the table of that one. Okay. So let me throw some statistics up at first and let's talk through them. Okay. What's the number one mobile phone platform in the United States by percent of subscriber share? What is a subscriber? Uh, a, a smartphone subscriber. So uh, a smart a smartphone being they, they actually bought a, a smartphone from a, a carrier, a mobile carrier. My guess is Android. It's Android. And it's Android at 54% and it's Apple at 44%. Okay. So all of a sudden you go, well, wait a minute. Why... Why are people building for only iOS? Not and all like I said, like I said I'm I'm going to sit on the same side of the table with you on this one, okay? But I'm I just want to lay out all the points. Android is number one. You just said it. Not all subscribers are the same. What's different? You and I have you and I uh, probably have the same reasons, but why? Would someone choose a lesser market share in Apple as the single platform to build on? The so number, what, what, what's your number one reason? The income level of the subscriber. That's, that's uh, absolutely true. It is, I, I don't have that stat. If I probably poked around a bit more, I could probably find it. But the income level of the subscriber is on, on an iOS device is higher than an Android device. Number two is the amount, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The average app price that a user is willing to pay on an Apple device is higher than on an Android device. On an Android device, people are looking for free, period. It's hard yeah. to sell a paid app on an Android device. Yeah. Really hard. It's not. It's it's less hard on an Apple device. People are used to it. I'm not saying that's a great thing, but I'm willing to sit on the your side of the table for this. It's one. farmers market versus flea market. Okay, that's a good that's a good analogy. Sure. So it, I, I those are all perfectly valid business reasons to only build for Apple to ignore the majority of the market to take a minority part of the market and say, I'm only going to focus on that. Those are perfectly valid reasons that they're paying customers and they have the income to pay. They have the ability to pay. Okay. So I'm, I agree. That is a reason. And if you were to turn around and build an app for iOS, it is not, usually as simple as flipping a switch and all of a sudden it works on Android. It is another significant development effort and it's another significant support effort. Yeah. 
Okay. And it's, I would say it's even harder to support Android than it is to support iOS because there are many flavors of Android. I, I don't even know. But Whereas I would assume, I would assume that March, you can march down the Apple dictatorship of only the iOS operating system if you build towards iOS. Oh, did I did I let that slip in there? I think I did. Anyway. So it's it makes sense why startups especially say we're only going to build for iOS. Uber iOS only for a while. Okay, I couldn't get an Uber when it when it was first out there and I was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get an Uber because it, I couldn't put it on my phone. There are plenty of apps that you talk about. I'm like, yeah, I, I, they don't build it for Android. I can't, I can't even look at it. Well, most people I are bootstrapping it. and they can yeah, only afford, yeah. I mean, they can only afford one they, and they're going to make the choice of the, okay. So, so here's where I'll get a little cynical. Okay. They're going to make the choice of iOS because of all the reasons we discussed. I do think there's a cynical reason that there's a couple cynical reasons. All the VCs probably have iOS devices. They don't have Android devices. Again, we're talking income level problems here. So the VC is going to want to see it on his phone. Um, And if you want to be a VC, you have to have an Apple device in order so that you can see all these things. It see it that that's where I start to get queasy. There's all this self-fulfilling prophecy about, about it is it, it, it's just a cycle that feeds upon itself. So I get it. And I, I, I agree that you, you have to build to where the money is. That cycle is by design. I mean, that's, what Oh, Apple- Oh, okay. Uh, agreed. How much how, did people like it when Microsoft did that? No. Why are they accepting it when Apple did? Because Microsoft failed at delivering when Microsoft did it. People were okay, locked so, in. So, like pe- okay. people that people that have like MacBook people aside, MacBook has started to slip. But everything else, you don't have unhappy users feeling trapped. Um I think that used to be the case. I wonder if that's the case here in the middle of 2018. I don't. You just you just hinted at it, right? You said MacBooks one thing because MacBook maybe quality starting to slip a little. That's the developers. That's a developer wing. Okay. I'm talking about. We're talking about users. I understand. You don't get the impression that people are starting to 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 feel like iPhone development is not progressing, not giving them what they want. Because that's the that's the feeling I get as an outsider. And maybe I look for that sort of stuff. I mean, the complaint is about keyboards. That's the only complaint you're going to hear from the people. There's like, that's all. That's, I mean, I use a MacBook Pro. I, I'm, I'm listening to the people that complain. And the yeah. keyboard is the number one thing that they're mad about. Because it is on a, on, a, on a Mac, you mean? On, on a, a MacBook, on a Mac- yeah. Yeah, okay. because they they did some. I mean, I actually talked to a Genius Bar person about it. It's a stupid flaw, but 
I mean, the toolbar, like they increased prices for a while. They didn't add any extra power. They fixed that problem. Um, it's still, it's, there were a number of security issues that they kind of let slip by and it didn't, no one got hacked because of it, but it was bad press. So you have a number of people, but as soon as those folks leave and go, okay, I'm going to build my own Linux machine. They all are, they all come back. Like they're coming back and they're buying 2015 Macs so they can just get back in and use the Mac again. I mean, it's, it's not like this huge ups, like there's not a bunch of pitchfork protesters about MacBook Pros. It's just there's rumblings that you didn't hear for a while. It was a favorite well, I, device of de- developers, but that's yes. that's completely different than I. You're talking about iPhone users. I don't, and, and I get the feel. I, 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 as an outsider, I thought I was getting the feeling that people were less and less impressed with i new iPhones. More, more like, yeah, I don't know what I'm getting here. Um, I, I, the- I, I there, there's, there's, there's no, there's no significant reason for me to to upgrade. I guess would be the best way to put it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you tell probably, me I'm wrong. That, that, that I don't know. I don't know that you're wrong. I don't, I, what I'm saying is I don't find that people are dissatisfied being on Apple, whether they stay with the older version or go with a newer. So there's a, there's a different argument for people don't know if the incremental changes in the updates is worth the upgrade. That doesn't mean that they're discontent with the current, what they have. It just means that Android is obviously catching up and Apple is not necessarily like pushing out new features that are grabbing like people's attention for the value. Sure. As, as an iPhone 10 user, I can tell you that I found the, the latest, most expensive phone to be really worth it. Like, okay. It was to me great. Like the features and the screen space and the FaceTime or face lock, whatever they call it. Like, it's awesome to me, but it's also $1,000, which I can justify well, because I use it for work. But that, so, that's okay. That's okay. The, the the Samsung Galaxy Note eight I have is also a thousand dollars. Okay, price is price. Okay. Yeah. I love things about my Note eight. I hate things about my Note eight. I hope. I wish that it was more standard and stock Android than Samsung whatever Android flavor they're running. Um. But I I, I very much enjoy my now. You you pulled out a feature that I thought was one of the ones that people were revolting against a little when it came out, and that was the Face ID on the 10. I thought in my Twitter stream, I saw a lot of thing, people saying, yeah, it doesn't work. You're saying it works great. So that that's what I'm saying. I, I That's where I got that impression that they were releasing things that just weren't working, um, but I'm not a user. So I, I can't speak for outside of my circle. And figuring and and trust me, my circle is very ha- heavy Apple base. Um, we live in this world where it has to be. Uh, that's just that's the wor- that's the tech world. So I, mean, I, I can only say that I don't like, I don't pay a ton of attention to the um, to the 
gossip blogs around Mac anymore. I think that the hype is gone. Like the increment, the changes are no longer slam you in the face. This is cool. So people from version to version are looking at a mature product, a mature code base, and there's nothing wowing them. You don't see long, but that's, that is not to, I guess I'm grown up past the point of caring, but I, what I don't see are complaints about the value or problems with the devices. And that's fine. Like I said, I don't have one. I just, I react on what I see. Um, And what do you see in the Twitter sphere more of is you see more of this doesn't work the way I wanted it to. Then you see, oh, this is kind of cool. Kind of cool. You will see this is cool. You will, you won't see, oh, this is kind of neat. Um, cause that's just a reaction you don't see a lot of. So, and now I, I, I want to, I want to be as, as, as close to unbiased as I can, cause I, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but I do know that the galaxy S nine and the note nine, early reviews are this that they've provided very this was a gap year for for the galaxies yeah so the, the ones that are coming out now aren't incrementally all that much better than the eights and everybody's like yeah it must be that, that they're just kind of pushing the new one so that they can get to the 10 where they expect changes who knows uh, I, i'm not saying that everything android is great it's not but that's just part of it. And and yeah. I do have issues with the Samsung flavor of Android that, that is run. Um, but I, I think I'm willing, it, I, I don't think I'm willing, I am willing to accept the why do you restrict what you're doing to a single platform. So um, let's talk about what I deal with when I start a project with a new client or a new boss, because this example is good for what I worked on a couple of years ago with innovations for learning. Um, you know, the CEO sits me down. We're talking about what, what their platform needs to support. We're building applications for, um, low income kids, in, or sorry, kids in low-income based schools, K and first grade. And he instantly says to me, we must support um, Apple products. And this is only like three or four years ago. The tide of what devices are in schools has changed dramatically in that period of time. But based on the, the, based on what our, our, uh, relationship customer we were a nonprofit, but we had the sales associates still of some kind their feedback to us was the schools we're going into are using ipads and we but he was wanting to he wanted to single-handedly start pushing android because fiscally it was a much better choice to have android devices in schools and so he was wanting to push for Android development. And so we looked at all the goals and stuff we had. I'm like, if I try to support native apps on on these platforms, React Native was not really mature. PhoneGap was the only thing we had at the time yeah. that was you know, considerable. 
we were looking at doubling our the size of our team and adding a good chunk of time to the build for all this stuff to be ready in a school. And you only have a window of really the fall to get be there for the beginning of the school year. So right. even he, like at first he went in, we need to support everything. And of course I'm sitting there thinking, you have no idea what you're asking for. But as I just kind of broke down all the different tools and expertise we would need to meet this need at that time, he changed immediately to let's just start with I with Apple. And I think that that's what almost every, if you're, if you're in a startup phase, you're always looking at what's the best starting point. And when you are at the, you know, the big company phase, you're looking at market share. I don't know that I believe like I understand that there might be bias in the VC market because VCs probably have Apple products in their hands. But I also think that there's enough VCs that do the studies on the numbers and volume that depending on who the user base is, they would say, if you're trying to reach this kind of volume, you must have Android. Like they would know that now. I, I would agree. I'll, I'll, I'll give them enough credit for that. Sure. Um, but I, I, I do think there's a bias. Um, it, it, if everything is equal and you would say to a VC, where do you want us to start? They're going to go like, well, use what I can use on my phone. <laughs> and I, I, I guarantee you that bias is there. But yeah. it's and and the whole idea of the React Native and the Wix or whatever the Weeks, whatever they call it these different platforms that allow you to code once and push to multiple, the hybrid apps. Um, like the idea is that you can consolidate your development into one code base. Airbnb is now notorious for their blog post a couple of weeks ago where they were supporting React Native, using React Native on their code base. And then they made a strategic decision to quit using it and go native for both Android and iPhone. Sure. Um, I think a Facebook has kind of championed React Native because they were like, we don't want to keep writing code for two different areas, but we must have coverage on both. So, you know, I, there are, to me, it's always strategy. I don't think that even Marco Arment sits there and, well, actually, he might because he can. He might sit there and nonchalantly go, I don't give a crap. And I just yeah. don't think there's an impact on him so that it is a strategic choice about his own use of time. And I just, so having been put in the position of defending not trying to support everything um, for budgetary, like resources, whatever constraints. I just have a much more sympathetic look on when I am not able to access something because of like a choice was made not to care about that market. Now, <laughs> now I would say that being part of the Apple family on you on a uh, user base or usage. I don't really suffer much ever. So I can't, no, what, what are you I missing? Can't. Nothing. <laughs> uh, it, it, it. 
You're, but, you're missing the open. What you're missing is the openness of the of the Google Play Store. But that's a different discussion, probably for a different time. <laughs> if there's if openness means twenty versions of farting apps, then you, I think I am missing out. I I don't know. See, I told you you're missing. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't want. I don't want somebody. I have to be careful how I say this because I probably do in some cases. <laughs> I don't necessarily want somebody curating every aspect of my life. And like it or not, you're getting curation with the Apple Store. Some people say that's a feature, not a bug. Um, and you just kind of made that point that it's a feature, but you which get- is fine. You use curation for search with Google, right? Uh, see, that's that's where I said I probably have to retract that statement at some point in the future. Um, uh, or I do like curation in some in some aspects. It yeah, is that curation is Google curation? Of course, it is. It, it's it's algorithmic. So yes, it's algorithmic. <laughs> but, oh. but Apple's is not algorithmic as much. Is, Algor- is the, yeah. now, it's I, it's it's more open than it was in the past, I will say. Um the, the getting into the app source probably a little easier than it was in the past. Um but that's when biases develop, right? And that's that's my stupid, stubborn, lazy bias is I don't like the way Apple like to curate everything for me. So I've carried that bias for me with me for years. And I, I, I've tried all their devices. I don't like them. So the the algorithm is written by a human who come with inset by like uh, come with installed sure. biases. Sure. And I, I, I won't argue that point. And definitely, once you know the rules of the algorithm, which are leaked, or like there's definitely companies that have access to the algorithm's nuances that other people are not given, are not privy to. Um, so to me, Google is completely curated to some at some level. I mean, Right now, no, see, see I'm, not, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to let you get away with the word curated, because um, that that's just not true. Curated means somebody sits there and chooses. Uh, this is an algorithm sitting there and ranking. So, so, so the, the curation only fine. involves humans. In my definition, yes. <laughs> that 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 is in my definition that is what makes something curated okay i don't it can have be an sorted it can be filtered but it's not curated unless there's a personal touch involved what i don't have in front of me is the 2018 edition of the merriam-webster vandemark dictionary we, but... we we can certainly look up the word <laughs> curate yeah, I mean, I get it. It's curated really means filtered, categorized, tagged, and everything by the person creating the list. I'll, I'll give it that it's more than that. But at the core of it, when you do a search for Google, I would imagine if you were to give it a random, like, give me a random 
results set from my search, you would get a widely different um, result than what you get consistently, which is a curation based on your previous searches and what you tend to look See, at uh, and, and your location. We're, 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 we're just, we're, we're quibbling over the definition of the word curated because I don't, I don't disagree that Google's sitting there and sorting things for me. They absolutely are. And they're doing it by my preferences, supposedly, and their own algorithmic biases. Okay. They're I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blind. I'm not stupid. I know all that. I think we're arguing over the definition of curated. Um, and, and that that's neither here nor there. Um, just interestingly enough, um, a curate is a member of the clergy engages an assistant to the vicar, rector, or parish priest, just so you're aware. That's what a curate is. To curate is, uh, to select keyword, select, organize, and look after the items in a collection. So, it, it nowhere in there does it say human, right? So that's that's our own individual definitions. Um, I tend to not like. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't go and I can't I can't go too deep down this rabbit hole because I will sit there and tell you that uh, uh, Facebook's uh, algorithmic sorting of my newsfeed annoys the heck out of me. Yet Google's algorithmic sorting of my search feed doesn't. So I I, I have biases. I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm quite willing to admit to them. Um, I, I like one of the biases. If I were to have a startup, if I were to, to, to be starting up an app idea, I can almost, I won't, I, I try never to say never. I can almost guarantee that it would not be iOS only. Now, might there be some market force that says, well, you're stupid because the majority of your buyers are going to be iOS people, sure, in that case, maybe. But if I were to make an app today, I'd probably have it on both platforms. Fully understanding the development costs and the support costs are going to be higher because I made that biased decision. And that would be lazy, stupid, and stubborn on my part. But that's my business decision to make. Yeah, it is. I mean... I don't, I'm, but the thing is, is there's a strategic reason to go strictly by the, with the web right now. Agreed that, it, uh, yeah, to go with just React Native and be done with it, right? Or, or like, some sort of hybrid um, and just be No, 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 I'm not, React Native is still native. I mean, it's, it basically compiles down to a native code base. It's not sure. JavaScript on your app. What I'm talking about is, um, let's use the example Fantrax. Um, that's the sure. fantasy sports uh, manager that we both use. They have had an app for years, but they recently upgraded their site to be a, a progressive web app, which is following a, a list of rules that Google has for good performance on the web. And sure. they're truly their app, their site works great on in a web-like or app-like way on the web. So if you want, if you truly want to be accessible by both iOS and 
and, and Android devices, you go with a web with the best app experience you can build for on a web or a mobile browser. That's what you're aiming to do. And until you find traction from one side or the other, you can always find out what kind of device hit yeah, your app. That's true. Maybe that's when you, you, you make the choice based on one, are we lose, are we not reaching as many people as we could because we lack a native app Two, do we have a definite number of our user base that's using one or the other platforms? Um, three, are our competitors have, do they have an advantage because they have an app or something? Are there features that we can't really get? Like you're still going to have location based issues. You're going to have probably um, offline issues if you're using a web-based one versus a, uh, a native one. Like when that's when you start to make those choices. I think it's a mistake right. actually for most companies to go the native app route immediately. Like prove that the the mobile browser experience doesn't satisfy the use but, case of your solution. But that's an August 2018 statement. Yeah. It's not always been true and it probably will not always be true. Um, these things go in cycles and, and I'm, I'm well aware of that. So it, yes, in August, 2018, you're best off building a progressive web app and starting there and, and figuring out what you need to do further from that. Um, so we're, we're approaching the end of, end of an hour. Um, when, when you and I were, were discussing this very topic, uh, yesterday, I think I said, uh, we'll, we'll make it a, a two hour episode about the fall of Western civilization due to Apple. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I, I think, I think we, we've, we've beat, I've beat that horse to death enough. Um, I, I do think just, just my summary statement is. I don't, I think Apple users are for the most part unaware of what life is for non-Apple users. They may not care and I'm not asking them to care. I'm just saying it's different and it, it, in some ways it's hard. And, and my, my example of Overcast is, is probably the most telling example of a minor thing that turned into a major thing. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's, it, it, he's, he's not alone in it, that decision. I don't agree with the decision. I've insulted the, the man who's made more money than I probably ever will, but it is, it, it's my, my bias, my thoughts on the, on the process. I, I think I took exception to terms that were, in, insulting, I think. Like, I can't call Mark. I don't think lazy fits him. I don't think uh, stupid fits stupid him. Stupid doesn't fit him. And and stubborn might. Stubborn, yeah. But that's now. A am I am I calling him stupid? Am I calling him lazy? Am I calling him stubborn? That's what I was saying. <laughs> what I meant was the decision. The decision is lazy. The decision is is stupid. The decision is stubborn. 
Um, I, I'm willing to go to the mat that it, it simply is not all that hard. And, and for you to sit there and say, yes, but he chose not to do it because he wants to go spend time with his kids. Okay, I get that. That's fine. It, perfectly, he can make that decision. That doesn't mean it's a good decision. Now, you, I haven't done this, so I'm not going to, this is not a getcha type of like, here's a link. You're wrong. Did you Google this by any chance to see if you can log in without Apple, without an Apple product? Did I Google it? No. Okay. Okay. What I did is I went to the Overcast site. There was a login page. I tried to log in. It wouldn't let me because I didn't have an account. And uh, there was no sign. If there was a sign, I don't remember if there was a sign up link or if there was no sign up link. And it said, you need to, there is no account by that, you, that, by that email address in order to sign up for the service, you need to download the app on the iTunes store. Period. Hmm. I'm just curious. Like I, I, I'm purposefully not looking it up. <laughs> to, no, to I, say I, like, I, oh, I, I would not. I would not sit here and be as hmm. opinionated as I was in this scenario if there was a way to do it. Um, if if I had not gone down this road and yeah. was pretty sure there's no way to do it, and I'm trying to recreate what I did. Um. So yeah, it says, sorry, that email address does not have an account. You can create an account in the Overcast app. That's all it says. And you click on get the app, it takes you to the iTunes store. So you're done. Hmm. At that point, you're done. So so that that's why I, I felt I was pretty uh, I was pretty uh, sure of myself on that one. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean anyway. I yeah, ultimately for me, I think that the cost of a comp- of, of a team supporting a wide range of platforms, and I feel like your experience at what was the name of that Atlanta firm? Uh, Media you, Current. No, nah, well, yeah, it was the app company though. The app company. I worked the, for Coney, who, which was, Coney, uh, uh, Coney. yeah, they, they, they made, they made a platform that let you publish to both. Yeah. Like to me, like that world is rife with risk, making choices, betting on platforms. And I just, you know, I, I, I understand the frustration when you are kind of told, Hey, you want to use this particular tool or site, but you must be, you must use something outside of the, your norm to access it. I understand the frustration. But, and, and, but again, I, I, it wasn't use the app. It was have access to that market, right? Which is, which are two different things. I, I, I want to be really clear there. Yeah. Two different things. I was being denied the opportunity. Denied. Okay. That's what upset me. Not that I couldn't use the app. But there was the, there was another way where you reached out to the person that uses Apple 
<laughs> and said, hey, submit this link for me, man. <laughs> that was like, I, I feel like that's part of the strategy of in, in the developer's mind, if someone's any good at this, they're going to have a way to get around this thing I'm not creating, this avenue I'm yeah, not. And the, the, that's fair. I, again, we're, we're, we're going to go around circles on this. My point was <laughs> it was a minor change. It was minor change, minor support. That's all I was asking. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So we are at the, we are at the hour mark. We'll wrap up here. Um, right. You got anything exciting coming up in the next week? I'm taking away all Android support for chasms. <laughs> awesome. Do that. In fact, I want you to take away all iOS support. I only want you to support BlackBerry. Okay, Slack, you must have latest, a Slack account. <laughs> you've seen their latest commercial. The BlackBerry is going to be the thing. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, thank you. Um, good discussion. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk again soon. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to the CTO Think Podcast. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at ctothink.com. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. Patreon contributions help us to produce episode transcripts, which allow people that are deaf or hard of hearing to access the show. If you have feedback, ideas, or want to be a guest, please email us at hello at ctothink.com. Show music is Dumpster Dive by Mark Wallach, licensed by premiumbeat.com. Voiceover work by meganvoices.com. You'll hear from us next week.